superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is why. Yeah! Sorry. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We watch. Touchdown, Georgia. Let the celebration begin. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This is why we love the Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Packers tackle David Bakhtiari. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. Tennessee State Head Coach Eddie George. 49ers linebacker Fred Warner. Plus, from HBO Max's peacemaker actor john cena and now it's rich our number two of the rich eisen show is on the air 844-204 rich is the number to dial with an outstanding national championship game uh victory that was for georgia bulldog football and they are faithful last night we talked about it in hour number one david bakhtiari of the packers joined us in hour number one and hour number three fred warner of the 49ers will join us and so will john cena uh eddie george one of my favorites will be joining us uh in about 20 minutes time uh 844-204-RICH number to dial brockman and del tufo are in their usual chairs and same thing with tj jefferson uh who hello world who did exactly what all cowboys fans were doing on saturday night celebrating a big time finale to the end of the season going momentum filled into the playoffs wondering where they would be seated who would they be playing and then also uh sitting there um and talking about how prior to the season they essentially nailed mostly win-loss, win-loss of the Cowboys record. It's factual, my friend. And at the same time, I was getting a text from another Cowboy friend and fan of mine, uh, a Cowboy f- fan and friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're fans of each other. Uh, <laughs> saying, hey, Rich, pull out that schedule run that you and I did on your show. Uh, I think I said they would be 12-5 and five or 11-6. and six. He wants some credit. Joining us here is that individual. He's a pro football Hall of Famer, one of my favorites, uh, my game day compadre, Michael Irvin. <laughs> only you, only you yes, sir. can describe the events so well, Rich. Thank you, sir. You better believe I called, I texted right away. <laughs> Pull back out that schedule. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is that this was done on June 24th, and the reason why I know the date is because it was my birthday, and you were kind yep. enough to call into my show and wish me a happy birthday. And I said, for my birthday, I would like you to run through the Cowboys schedule and predict win losses, win losses. And you didn't want to do it. Like, I kind of dragged you doing it, and then you did it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I said it's for my birthday. Because you didn't want to put any Ziggies on your team. We didn't know how Dak was going to be. Like, you didn't want to do it. We had no... Right. You, it, 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 the, the difficulty of it, not knowing where Dak would be. This could have been one of those, well, is he going to miss the first four games? Yep. Going, you know, but we, we, we went by what they were saying, that he's on time, he's on pace, and everything's going to go well. And, and we assumed it did, and it did. So, so we, we went to work with it. Okay, so uh, I don't know how to handle this, uh, but you said on that day, Michael, 
because uh, the Cowboys finished twelve and five. Correct? That's what they finished. They finished twelve mm-hmm. and five, right? That's what they finished. Okay, twelve you, and five. You said you 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 should, should, should we just go through it? At yeah, let's just go through it. Okay. I know I said twelve and five. All right. So you said that they would lose to the Bucks, and they did. And then you said that they would win every single game up to their bye, and they did. And they did. And then you said they'd come off the bye, and they'd win at Minnesota, which they did. And right, which all Kansas City in there is rough. You, 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 you then said that they'd beat Denver, and they didn't. But who the heck saw that one coming? Me? You said they'd – oh, that's true. You did, TJ. Did, yeah, okay. All right. You did have them as a loss against us, against Denver. So right now, you're TJ, you are one up on earth yes. on this one. Okay. Uh, you both said they'd beat Atlanta. You both said they'd lose to Kansas City, and they did. And then you, you gave them wins on Thanksgiving. They didn't get that. Yeah. All right. That's the deal. That's, okay. that's, that's the deal. You said that, well, then you say they'd lose to New yeah, Orleans, yeah. and they won. Uh, you, then Irv, said they'd lose to the Washington football team, but at that time, we were, we were they were, you know, coming off a terrific season, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was coming, and I, I was and with I you, too. And I thought Ryan would be there, and that yep. Ryan Fitzmagic was still won, along with that tradition of the Cowboys and, yep. you know, Washington tradition of rivalry. Yep, uh, uh, you did give him a win, TJ. Uh, then you said you'd they'd lose to the Giants, TJ. Michael correctly uh, said they'd win against the Giants, and then the Washington Football Team. You both, uh, you you said that Michael they'd beat Arizona. TJ, you gave him a loss against Arizona. You got I, that one. I just you know I, wow. some things I saw, Rich. So TJ, you had them go eleven and six. You were off by one. Irv, you then said, and I allowed this because I I totally understood it. That it was a swinging gate in week 18, a win against Philadelphia if you needed it and to start your starters, or a loss if Philadelphia was going to start their starters. So I'm going to give you the win there uh, and getting that correct. You had them go 13 and 4. Oh, come on, yeah. man. I was 12 and 5. And I, I, could, I could give you the loss, in one of the, but you were, you were right there, man. But you got thirteen and four could have been happening anyway too. Most people predicted nine and eight, so that's true. Yeah, most right. <laughs> so we smashed so, it. So this yeah, oh man. So so I, I lost that Arizona game. You basically, yeah, you said that was it. That was it. Won that game. That was it. Won that game. They would have been thirteen and four. I know. I know. I know. So um, let me ask you this question. If you could handpick the team you didn't want to see in the first round of the playoffs, would it have been the 49ers, Michael? Oh, oh uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Soon as when we got there, I said, oh, God. That's the, I don't, not the 49ers, man. Not the 49ers. And, and, you know, I got friends here, and they were texting me uh, that I go on there with here. They were texting me, man, it's great. We got the 49ers over. I said, the worst draw for us. The worst draw. The worst draw. We want I wanted San Fran to go knock off Green Bay or the Rams before they came through here. Before we saw them. You know what I mean? Let me tell you why. The defense is an opportunistic defense, our opportunistic defense. Matt Stafford, if we had to see him, he'll give us something. I believe Kyler Murray. If we had to see him again, he would give us something. Cal Shanahan Puts try to as best he can puts lock and key on Jimmy G. 
and he's going to turn around and hand that ball off the best he can to keep a lock and key right. on Jimmy G. You see what I mean? And it worries me, and we saw what the team, what, what, what Philly did running the ball against Dallas, even, even half man or half staff or whatever half you want to call, they were running at football. And so, so yeah, this was this is probably the worst matchup. That Dallas offense doesn't get a chance to kind of get uh, into playoff mode. They have to start quick to try to help this defense eliminate that run game by Dallas offense scoring points. And Debo too coming downhill. That's don't even mention Debo Samuel, <laughs> who 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 I believe and I've said uh, earlier in this year that they could easily put him in contention for MVP if Kyle Shanahan continued to overuse him. Mm. You know, this dude has MVP-like talent, man. What a phenomenal year he's had. I know, and he's got the Niners logo and the number 19 on his thigh pads, and he just comes downhill and he hits you and he doesn't care. I love the way he plays football. And so, between the tackles too, Rich. You know, they started yeah. running between the tackles. I yeah, mean, I'm all you know. Right, I, I I don't all those holes are too tiny for me to be thinking about running up there. But when I see a receiver like that, and 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 he's a he is a receiver. I, I can't call him a running back that's playing receiver because most running backs can't track balls like this dude track balls. You know what I'm saying down mm-hmm. the field and everything. It's he, he's really a phenomenal phenomenal talent, man. It's been great to watch. All right, so then let's give your 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 team some run. Then uh, what, what do the Cowboys do to to win this one? How do you, what what gives you the the sense that they can match the physicality is the phrase I'm sure we'll be using all weekend long. What do you got? Yeah, right, and and here, here here's my issue, Rich, because I'm I'm worried that both sides of the ball on the line, the Cowboys struggle here. The Cowboys will struggle on both sides. That offensive line. Mm-hmm. The Dallas offensive line going up against the San Fran's defensive line. Joy Boats playing the way he's playing. That's going. That's going. To, that could be tough. They got to be ready for this. They got to be prepared for this. Dallas defensive line going up against this run-heavy 49ers offensive line. When Dallas really have a bunch of dudes that want to get to the quarterback. They, you know, these ain't the kind of just want to talk, tackle the runner all day. They want to get to the quarterback. But, but San Fran, they come downhill running that football. So that that's going to be tough. So Dallas offense has to light it up. You can't come back. You're not Dallas is not going to outrun the football better than San Fran. But Dallas can throw the ball better than San Fran, they have to come out and light it up. And it's so crazy because all of we've been talking about Dak Prescott so much. This has to be a Dak game. It's got to be a Dak game. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, he did uh, – Those honestly, that that was the B team for Philadelphia. And I know we talked about it on Sunday's game day morning. Yeah. You know, that was the B team. You know, uh, the Washington game is the one that I would – I'd hang my hat on. But then Arizona's ha- game happened, you know, and Chandler Jones is that physical type guy in the NFC West that that kind of blew things up a little bit here. Right. You know, it's Isaiah blew it Simmons. Up. Blew and that, it up for us. And, 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 man, I'm telling you, I, 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 this, this, that defensive line hmm. for San Fran is a problem. That's See, going to be 
a problem. And and that told Tyron, all of them are at their best because I, you know what I would love to see, Rich, the young Dallas offensive line going up against this defensive line. Right. You know when Zach and Tyron and all of those guys were young and going up against that young Bosa, what that? Hey, well, we have something. We, you'll have something right there. But it'll be interesting to see. As is. Michael Irvin, what were your what's your memories of your Cowboys Niners days? Walk me through that. What do you got? For oh you? man, there's so many. Man. I know, it, it, so many. Like 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 you know, you think about. I think about when we were getting ready to go down there and, and play in '92 and at, at the first championship game, and everybody around here was talking about the catch. What happened? Man, time the catch, the catch, the catch, the catch, and then you know. As, as we're going playing San Francisco over there, Alvin Harper makes a long catch down the sideline. That becomes our catch. You know, that becomes our catch, the catch, the catch. Or, or I think about the, the, the game where we're throwing, we're throwing 396 is the route, 396. I got an out. Uh, Jay has a down the middle. Alvin curls right where the spot that Jay Lee's running down the field on a nine route. We had thrown that ball three times in the game. And every time they threw it to Alvin Harper. And now we're at this, we, we have, we third, it's third down. The game is on the line. We tried this pass to Alvin Harper and hadn't completed it. When Troy called the play, he said, Scott Wright, three, nine. Well, all I heard was a three and a nine, and I shot out to Alvin Rock. Boom, I'm gone. And everybody looking at me, I said, run the play. I'm running hard. Run the play. And that's when, you know, Troy was like, what are you doing? I said, run the darn play right now. Let's run the play because I'm going to get this ball. I'm about to be a hero. I'm about to save this day, and we're going to win this game. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Troy snaps the ball. They rotate the coverage to me. On the curl route, Troy looks at me. And then turns back side and throws that ball to Alvin Harper. Alvin runs about 70 yards, and I'm sitting there saying, look at Harper with my football. (laughs) 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 And that's when Troy walks by me, and he's pointing and said, that's what you get? You should have stuck to the play. And I was just like, oh, no. I'm trying to be the hero, and I made him the hero by taking his spot, and he took mine. Those things you'll never forget because it's all in-game stuff. When everybody's just trying to win, you know, we're just trying to win, and, and, and we were able to have a little fun. And the guys, they mess with me about that every time. So Aikman is like, that's what you get. You know, you yeah, don't get that, the champion. That's champ- what you get. Yeah. That's what you get. You should have stuck to the play. And he running right by me laughing. That is thing. so it's funny. the greatest thing in the world, man. It's the greatest thing. Oh, my when gosh. saw me came out and said, what are you doing? I said, run the damn play. Like, I said, <laughs> I made a second of defense in him. Run that play. You know, it was, it was And, crazy, and what, what was about your crazy. battles? What about your battles with the uh, Eddie Robinson Award winner for best coach uh, for, for coach of the year uh, in Deion Sanders? What about those days, Irv? Man, I, and I'm so happy for Dion. Right. You know, oh Coach my God, you know, we shoot a commercial tomorrow, Dion and I. So you know, oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, we have a commercial to shoot uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. You know, Thursday, he, Thursday and Friday. You know, Thursday he wants he wants to be called Cody Prime. That's what he says. Refer to him as Cody Prime because Cody stands for Coach of the Year. So call him Cody Prime. <laughs> Cody Prime, Cody I like Prime. that, man. I'm so happy yeah. for him. When he, got his, when he got his new hair, he was comeback player of the year. <laughs> now he's Cody Prime. 
That's what I, he is. I, I didn't hear that one on the comeback player. Yeah, that's what he referred to himself as comeback player of the year when he got his new hair. <laughs> he said he's a new dude, man. He's a new dude. You see times, he's, he's steady snatching them now. He's been snatching them up. Yes, he's he been has. getting players mm-hmm. that, that other people sign, but time comes in and does his sale job. And, yep. hey, man, those, those players, you know, they, they go with time. I'm so happy for him and, and, and just the job he's done. He's recruiting, man. And I'm telling you, he loves what he's doing. He loves where he is. I know. I, I come through the airport, and I have no joke. I got guys, you know, guys that I see coming through the airport, man. And they always tell me, man, tell Dion, thank you, man. Rich, Rich, you guys, you, we, we look at the football. I got people, a lot of people from Jackson, Mississippi, man. They tell me, they say, Michael, you don't know how much he's affecting the whole area. It's one of the highest crime rates and all that, man. He says, Dion is affecting everything. You know, and they just said, man, just tell him thank you, man. Just tell him thank you for what he's doing and, and how he's doing it. So so I'm just so happy for him. So that's better than let's, we could talk about him and how great he is and all day. But, you know, are, are you doing that so you don't talk about him uh, in that championship game for the Niners against you? Oh, no, no, no. The game they won? Yeah. I remember some past interference that didn't get well, called. I mean, that's that's just me. We had a very heated segment on NFL Network one yeah, one year. Heated, where the two of them got up and recreated it. I remember that, Irv. It got a little awkward, didn't it? Got a little awkward on live television. Every time you see me, you say, hey, I thought we worked through this. I thought you got to let that go. I said, wait a minute. I know we worked through this. I know we worked through this. So he's always trying to tell me. Man, y'all gotta let that go. That's over, man. That was not. I said that's a pi time. He said there was no flag on the ground. You know, he, he, he just loves to laugh about that moment, man. But what a great game! What a great game that was. Irv, this is TJ. I, I'm looking at the stats of that game, and something just jumped out me that at me that I never knew. Uh, the records that I broke in that game. <laughs> you had 12 for a buck, 92 and two touchdowns, which is unbelievable. Which was but, the NFC Championship game record at the time. Yes, sir. But you, <laughs> Troy Aikman, threw 53 passes that game. You had 26 targets. Wow, really? I, I've never seen anything. You had 26 I, I, I targets. Well, actually, the, the only time we've ever seen 26 targets in Candlestick was when Mooch targeted Tio that many times on Jerry, Jerry Rice Day. Rice Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever mess with my story like that, telling about all them dirt targets. All we were focused on was that there was an NFC Championship game record. You stay right there. Don't you ever bury that lead, bringing the targets up and diminishing the receiving records. Don't you do that. That's the one time you just let that slide. Just let that target thing slide. Don't mention that. 12 right. for a buck 92 yeah, and two touchdowns. Yeah, man. Memory lane. Well, you didn't say target. You just snatched my glory away. Oh, you know, that wasn't my. No, no, it's not, not his intent. Not his intent. coverage, what it was, they, they would put time on me. If they didn't have time on me, they double teamed me and they made time stop Alvin Harper or somebody uh, 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 on the other side. Stop it. Stop the receiver on the other side. That's why. That's why on that curl ride, I said, I'm running over here. I'm going to go run this curl. I can catch this curl ride on Dion. I can catch the curl ride on anybody. Because the curl ride, I'm just going to body you up and play defense. I'm playing basketball. 
I'm going to go down here 12, 13 yards, and I'm going to put this big booty on you, buddy, <laughs> and it's going to take something to come around the me. Tight. If you come around me, it'll be surely past interference. It's going to take something to come around me. So I can get that curl route. The tight. That's what he, you put, That's what, how you do it in the tight. That's what Michael calls now the playoff time, the tight. That's what, hey, Rich, you got to explain this to people. Yeah. I, tell, I was telling them what the playoffs are. You watch players because you see players in the regular season. You go, wow. And you'll see those same players in the playoffs, and they don't play the same. Why is this? You do a study on why is this. And it's not that his skill set has diminished in it. It's how does he handle those pressure situations, pressure, pressures, pressures situations, pressure situations, and those pressure, pressure moments. So, so, so. And, and, and we call them. I call it the tight because in the playoffs, everybody booty is so tight. Everybody booty is tight. It's tight booty time. So it is the tight. Can you perform in the midst of the tight? That will determine if you are a winner or if you're going home. How do you perform in the tight? That's what this playoffs about. Michael Irvin. Hey. Tight like Nat Booty. Love you, sir. <laughs> I'll see you in a couple days. Take care. All right, guys. Looking forward. That's uh, Michael Irvin. Irvin. Game day morning, by the way, uh, at noon Eastern on Saturday for four <laughs> and a half hours and then at 9 a.m. Eastern regular time on Sunday for four hours. Let's take a break. Be on time as best we can for Eddie George, the head coach at Tennessee State now. That'll be fun. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
844-204-RICH is the number to dial. He joins us here. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. He's in the 10,000-yard rushing club. He's one of our favorite guests as well. And I know I've been saying that a lot, but it's the truth. We just had Michael Irvin on. Now we have the head coach of Tennessee State football, Eddie George. How are you, Eddie George? Man, I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Happy New Year, Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, How do you like the coaching thing? How do you like it? You know, I, I love it, man. I, I really do. I never thought in all my years of playing and since I've been retired for 15 some odd years that um, I would find so much joy in coaching. I mean, there are the days where it's frustrating and long hours and film study and recruiting and fundraising and all of that, but it's so gratifying when you start to see these kids buy in and get it and see success and see the smile on their faces, the appreciation, the, the, the um, thank yous that you get from the players, like coach, thanks for being hard on me. Thanks for your, your advice. I mean, to give back to the game that gave me so much, um, it's, it's, it's so awesome. So gratifying. I now understand why they say it's addicting when you coach. It really is. It's it's a wonderful calling. Um, I'm glad that God chose me to do this, mm-hmm. and um, it's been uh, it's been phenomenal so far. So yeah, I, I I know when we last spoke, you had just taken the job, and you were talking to me about your process, your thought process about taking mm-hmm. it, and why, and your concerns about. All the other stuff, you know, I, I, I'm sure it's not any surprise to you how much you love the competition and love seeing others succeed based on your uh, your program that you have laid down. Yeah. I'm sure that that might not surprise you. What about the other stuff, though, now that you're into it, Eddie? Wow, the other stuff is, is a day-to-day challenge, Rich. And I, I, and I just sum it up to this. You have to meet mediocrity at every turn. That's whether it's on the field, from your players, from your coaches, from the training staff, from the equipment to training table at every single turn and raise the stakes and raise the standard, the higher standard for what you want to, for what you want to become. My goal is to make this program a world-class program through football, um, to impact our students in a, a much greater way than just athletics, but the holistic person, um, academics, uh, spiritually speaking, uh, to become a better person. So all of those things that we're meeting with facilities and having to um, just get the, the bare bones of, uh, of, of things in terms of infrastructure, like uh, um, uh, a football operations building, you know, that's exciting to me that we're finding the capital, we're raising the money, we are uh, in process of building all this stuff out. That to me is are the wins. That's what's going to bring sustainability to our this program, and hopefully we'll have a few championship seasons within that. So it's it's a long process, Rich. It's a it's a tedious one. It's frustrating because academia they move at their own pace, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Uh, and you got to understand that, but it's really a collaborative effort, and to understand and then be understood, and then finding that middle ground of how can we move this ball forward? How can we roll in the same direction? And, and it really is a, it's a, it's a good deal when you're, when you're making some headway. Eddie George here on the Rich Eisen show, head football coach of Tennessee state football. 
Uh, I, I'll ask you. I know I'm talking about a competitor uh, when it all comes down to it, but also you know Prime from way back in the day when you oh, were yeah. playing ball oh, yeah. together. Seeing the recruits that he's bringing to Jackson State, your your thoughts on that in terms of maybe do you look at it as it lifts all HBCU boats or or what? What do you think about all this? It definitely does, without a doubt. I mean, I talk to Dion a lot. I talked to Dion and during the process of me, you know, trying to – figure out whether I was going to do this or not. And we, we talk, you know, maybe once a week um, just to see how he's doing. I know he had some, some issues and mm-hmm. we told him I was praying for him. But, um, but more importantly, you know, he's telling me best practices and things that he's done to be successful. And the bottom line is this, you know, off the field, our, our goal is to raise the profile, raise the standard, of HBCUs and say, hey, you know what? You don't necessarily have to go to the Power Five schools to get to your end goal. You can come to an HBCU. You can come to a different school um, and be be all that you want to be and be very successful at it. You can, if you have aspirations of going to the next level and playing on the next level, they're going to find you. You know, we have the resources to do that. We can, we have the coaching to do that. We can coach guys for that level. Um, so when I see him going after, you know, school uh, players that are, are, are going to Ohio State or Michigan or Florida State and able to bring them there, that's what it's all about. Because now it opens up the door, uh, Pandora's box, for others, other kids to say, hey, you know what, let me explore what else is out there. Tennessee State, Alcorn State, Grambling State, Hugh Jackson is down there, uh, Jackson State. So it just opens the door in terms of kids saying, hey, there are other options, and I can still have a wonderful career. I can still attain all the things I want to do, but I'm going to do it differently. I dare to be different. And what's your what's your approach with transfer portals and things like that and recruits, and uh, whether it's just uh, high school recruits or transfer portal? Yep. What, what's your what's your formula on all that, Eddie George? Well, well, the, the ratio is 40-40-20. That's what Prime said. And, yeah. and right now, it's uh, bringing bodies in the building that can play, period. Yeah. You know, I've got to find players that are dogs, that can hunt, that can, that can run, that has, that has uh, some, um, some, some, play, some ball in them, that they played before, some experience, and I can win now at certain positions. And then there are the, the 20%, which is the high school kids that I would want to develop. Uh, I'm not so interested right now in just the developing kids and just drafting, you know, just uh, recruiting all high school kids. You know, that, that I have to find players that can play now and find that right mix, that right ratio. And as time goes on, that ratio will slide and be fluid and go to 50-50 and hopefully a 60-40 ratio to where we have sustainability. But on the front end, I've got to flip my roster and find guys that can come in that are looking for an opportunity to play. They're looking for uh, an opportunity to be coached by world-class coaches that have coached to every single level and have a chance to go uh, to play the next level. We just had um, a couple kids that's playing um, in the NFL PA Bowl. Um, right. Corey Rahman is going to be uh, playing uh, on the NFL Network and the NFL PA Bowl. Um, Jeremy Hickbottom, who was our quarterback, will be in the HBCU um, uh, Bowl as well. And um, we're just really excited for their future. Yeah, no, no. There's the HBCU Combine that's coming up as well. Yes. So, you know, yep. get get this pipeline going here and get the infrastructure, as you point out, you know, 
uh, going in a direction, and and it and it appears to be going in that direction a little bit too. And it's kind of be kind of. How does it feel to be walking into you know the home of the Titans to coach your your team? I mean your oh, your old your old God. stomping grounds. I mean that's got to be yeah. something else for you, Eddie, right? R- coach R- George, R- where R- where George, you know where where player George used to bark at Ray Lewis all the time and more others. You know, I mean that's got to be wild for you. You know, it is it is wild because uh, it brings back so many memories of me playing as a player. And it's, it's a, a special place, a place where I haven't lost a lot of ball games. I told my team that. I said, look, you know, I have not lost a lot of games in this building as a player, and I haven't, I'm, not, I'm damn sure not going to do it as a coach. <laughs> right. So there, there is a standard in which we listen, we defend our home. We have a winning record at home. And um, now in this capacity where I'm at coaching, I'm walking up and down the sidelines with a headset, I have to pinch myself sometimes like I am really – coaching in a ball game right now and I have to call timeout because you know we got to get the right playoff or we got to get you know my defense has to get rest I mean I'm just looking at the game from a different lens and that's been a lot of fun you know it, it really has do you uh run into Vrabel a lot at all Eddie or? you know I I haven't I haven't talked to Ray I haven't I don't run into him a lot because of COVID right um but we mm. we've been texting back and forth and it's my plan to go in there and, and to soak up some knowledge from him. I mean, he should be the he should be the um, coach of the year. Coach of the year. I know. I, I really do believe that. He got I mean, my. He, I mean, I, I I I gave a vote to Peter King. It, it's not the one that counts for the award, but but he he's. I mean, what he's done. I mean, Derrick Henry uh, out on. since out since October. Uh, AJ yes. Brown out quite a bit. Julio Jones yes. has not been the the Julio in Atlanta that they hoped to have acquired from Atlanta and, and they're still the one seed. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is it is remarkable what they what he's done. Not just made the playoffs, but 95 players that has gone on their roster this year. I think that's an NFL record and they're the number one seed. You would think a team like that that's decimated with that many injuries would be an 8 and, or 9 and 8, 8 and 9 team just trying to squeak in the playoffs. They're a number one seed. Beat quality teams. And he spent the last three or four years implementing his system. And we're seeing that system work. No matter who you plug in, it works. Whether it's Dante Freeman, uh, another running back that you can just plug in there, they're able to run the football with physicality at the line of scrimmage, at the offensive line. They finally got a defensive pass rush that is nasty. And the secondary is playing well. They're playing complimentary football, Rich. And for the national audience, yeah, they're not the sexy pick. Some people are surprised that Tennessee Titans are the number one seed in AFC. Yeah, because they play complimentary football and they've beaten quality teams throughout the year. So we'll have to wait and see how it all unfolds in the playoffs. You know who finished ninth in the league in rushing with 937 yards? Ninth, top ten in the league in rushing (laughs) is Derrick Henry. You know? Right. Isn't that amazing? amazing. He, in eight games, he ran for 937 yards, and he finished in the top ten, and he hasn't played in ten weeks. It's nuts. It's crazy, That's man. Nuts. I know. Crazy. He that is, is truly uh, unbelievable. Uh, did you? Uh, before I let you go, last two questions. Did you see last night's national championship game um, in, in oh. Indianapolis? And if so, what are your, what are your thoughts on that one? Oh, uh, well, yes, of course. I, I love college football. Yes, of course. love watching yeah. it, love growing and learning. 
Uh, first of all, before I go into that, congratulations. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me handle the interview, Eddie. Let me handle the interview. I will handle the interview. No, no, no. Be careful, Eddie. Be careful. No, 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 Eddie. Eddie, I know you're Here a coach. Comes. No, I know you can control what you think you can control, but you're the interviewee. I'm the interviewer. What do you think hey, of George's was, win? What coming, did you? I thought it was coming next. So I'm <laughs> hey, but but last night was a thrill to watch. It was a, a lovely defensive battle for three quarters it, until everything opened up at the end. Uh, what a gutsy performance by Georgia. Um, uh, the defense stepped up time and time again, mm. giving an offense a chance to find themselves. And, and uh, they, I'm really proud. I'm really happy for Kirby Smart and, and, and the Georgia program. For so many years, they've been trying to, to cross that threshold of winning a championship. You know, year after year, they had the talent, but they can't get over the hump of Alabama, and finally they got over that hump, and it was just a, a great game to watch. I know, and I, I kind of, as I said at the top of the show, it's kind of interesting that even with, you know, the world of NIL and five-star recruits, and there were like a hundred right. of them on the field last night, it was a kid who had to go on his own journey, you know, walked on junior college, yep. you know, in between stints at Georgia, who won it at quarterback. That kid Stetson Bennett the fourth was dropping some dimes. You know what I mean? Like, that was something else yeah. last night. It really yeah. was. And how about that throw to, to, to really set things off? Yeah. Uh, that long 50-yard throw. I mean, yeah. he was struggling, you know, holding on to the ball, and he, he got kind of wide-eyed. It was like an almost that, that feeling of, oh, here we go again. You know, Alabama has his number, but he persevered. And that was great to see. All right, now let's get to the one thing. So, uh, you know, your season's <laughs> over. Your season was over, and you're like, all right, one last Saturday, I'll watch a football game. And uh, snow's coming down in Ann Arbor, yeah. and yeah. I, yeah. I finally yeah. get to chat with you. Yeah. Awful win, uh, Eddie George. Off a of W. Yeah. You know? Well, how does that feel? I mean, it's been over a decade, right? <laughs> Since you had that, that opportunity. Uh, how, how does it feel for you to do that? It felt great, by the way. <laughs> Uh-huh. Felt great. Yeah. It was great. I was living my best life, Eddie. I'm sure you know. Again, you're uh-huh. you're 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 doing your thing. I was just so excited for Ohio State beating Duke in basketball. Two <laughs> days later, sealing 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 your newfound level of basketball school. That was great. Um, yeah, now we're basketball school. Well, wow. clearly, clearly, you beat well, Duke. That was big for you guys. They almost stormed the court. That was great. No, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get those victories. It happens every once in a blue moon, you know. So, mm-hmm. yes, that's a once in a blue moon for Michigan. Blue once moon. every fifteen years, you know. You, we'll, we'll give you all that. Y'all, y'all were due for that. So, I was happy for. Honestly, I was happy for the for your your program. Thank you, sir. Um, I have to admit that all blue uniform is sweet. That's I was <laughs> like, okay, that is, <laughs> I love that it. Was nice. I said, okay, Mish. I said. I hate to guts, but as a head coach in uniforms, I yeah. was like, that all blue looks pretty nice. Man. Well, I mean, I have, that's, I, have to admit. I know it's part of your you cu- it's part of your current color scheme, is it not? Right, Eddie. It, it really, you know, you know what the crazy part is. Hmm. God has a funny sense of humor. Our tagline now is "Go Blue." Oh. <laughs> I, I have to say that. <laughs> You know, so oh no! I have to confirm it. Like, go blue. No, TSU. Did you? Uh, uh, this may be a tradition, uh, but have 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 you at least a split second say? You know, when I got st- getting some uh, tenure here, we're gonna have to change that. 
Like, honestly, deep down? Oh, no question. <laughs> that's, that's the number one thing that we are going to change, and I'm working on it now. Like, it's going to be go Tigers. I, I can't that big blade. It's hard for me to even get it out. I, it, it pains me to, to have it come through my oh, mouth. Funny, man. I have to say that sometimes. But, you know, it's, it's all good, man. Mysterious ways, huh? gear, too, man. I got to send you a helmet or a we'll take shirt. It. Love it. Word Love on it. the show. Love it. In. Do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Please, anytime, uh, Eddie George. This is an anytime, uh, whenever you have time, I'd love to, uh, whatever, anytime you want to come on or, or send me whatever you want. And go, and, 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 uh, go blue. Go blue. <laughs> go blue. Right? Go big blue. Tigers. Oh, you're supposed to say it back to me. You're supposed to say it back to me. Go blue. Oh, no, no. Not not from which it comes from you, how it's coming from you. I know the intent behind that big blue. No. Absolutely you, you not. Reject not the spirit. I'll say go Bucks for that one. You reject the spirit when you believe it is intended. I understand. I get it. I get it. Good to chat with you, Eddie. You be well. You be well. All right, Rich. Have a good day, man. You got it. It's Eddie George. Go blue. Oh, baby. That's funny. Go blue. <laughs> It's interesting. I mean, uh, Dion, um, Dion's got um, uh, a head start on a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but they're chit-chatting, and you got uh, Hugh Jackson, too. This would be fun, right? Yeah. This would be really Good fun if, if the HBCU football programs start more than just Dion poaching. And I don't think, and and and, and how about this? Let's get to the point. Let's get to the point where it's. I, I don't even think of re- referring to it as that. Yeah. They're just competing and taking the kids. Correct. You know. My bad. But we're going to need some because, of these power fives to start scheduling these guys. Well, and we, that's the issue. I, that's why I brought that up to Dion, and Dion's like, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the money just to get a handful of kids hurt," and. You know, and and then have to build them back up for the next two weeks because they just got their hats handed to them. But the second, you know, Dion or Eddie or any of these guys beat one of those teams, look out. Wouldn't that be great? Because that's coming too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Eddie offered me gear before Dion did. So I'm just wow. <laughs> go blue. Big blue. He said it's go blue is what he said. I know he's trying. And then he added he's, big he's, blue. He's like he's change. a giant. Like that's New York Giants he's stuff. He's trying to change it. All right. Let's take a break. <laughs> Eddie. Good poll question. Let's hit that when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, Five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.
Back here on a Terrestrial Radio Network, we just revealed the poll question, and let me hit it one more time. 17th regular season games next year are all, all right. AFC teams visiting NFC teams. The 17th regular season games that have now been added based on the expansion of the schedule starting this past year, they're all interconference games, one conference against the other. So, depending on where you finish in your division and which division you're scheduled to go visit next year, that's how you figure the games. And now we all know who's finished where in divisions. These came out yesterday. Bills at Rams is first place versus first place. Titans versus Packers. Chiefs and Bucks. And the other first place versus first place team game is uh, Bengals at Cowboys. Our poll question is which of those games is most likely to be a Super Bowl 56 rematch? Vote at Rich Eisen Show. Okay. Is Derrick Henry playing in the playoffs? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go Titans-Packers. That's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. I'm just going to go with the one that was my preseason pick and my uh, sticking yeah, with it. it. Yeah. yeah. How do I not say I it's know, Chiefs Bucks? What am I going to yeah, go against that's... myself now? Well, what what are you going to mulligan this weekend? Are you going to? I'm not going to. I don't know. I still have three more days to go. Leave me alone. Oh. You're going <laughs> to leave me alone. Tick, 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 tick. On, leave man. me alone. I got three more days to go, man. But that's an interesting poll question. It's good. I like it. And there's Patriots visiting Cardinals. Yeah. That's another one, too. But we only have four. I just wanted to use the first place versus first place. I would say that's pretty unlikely. But. TJ's not I speaking mean, up because you think the Bengals won't make it. I mean, you're, you're obviously you know what my pick's going to be. So, you know. Bengals, I'm not ruling them out. If you, if you think there are 10 teams that can win the Super Bowl, I think Bengals, the Bengals are, are, no doubt. I think the Bengals no are in that 10. question they're in that 10. I think they're in the 10. No doubt they're in that 10. No question. They can get hot, man, and then just blitz you and went 40-burger their way to the 405. Hey, man. <laughs> Good job, Rich. Bad can't say the 40. We can't the say 405 without 4-0. 40 burger to the 405. That's it. That's a good uh, fantasy team name. Write it down. This week's Rise and Shine brought to you by my friends at Courtyard by Marriott. Want to always focus every single Tuesday on a team or a unit of a team or a player on a team to ball out on the road, which is what you can do with a Courtyard by Marriott. And this week's winner of Rise and Shine is a guy who showed up here in Los Angeles, California, and didn't have – it took him a while to rise and shine. I think he didn't get the wake-up call. For, he didn't hear his wake-up call first in the first it's half. Important. It's important. He called down to the front desk at the courtyard and said, I need a wake-up call right around the third quarter. And they gave it to him. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he threw a couple picks. It wasn't pretty in that first half. But when the chips were down – Jimmy Garoppolo went into the home of the Rams and the home of the Super Bowl and staring into the abyss of finishing up what could be his last year with the 49ers. Again, they have a ton for Trey Lance, finishing that up with a road loss and then an elimination in an elimination game. He stepped on the field with 87 seconds to go, needing 88 yards to drive. 
and no timeouts left, and he did it in 61 seconds and then balled out in overtime as well. That third quarter was a lot of runs, and I know a lot of people are like, yeah, well, they try to make sure that Jimmy doesn't make the mistakes, but when the game was on the line, guess who got it done? Jimmy Garoppolo, and against one of the teams that he needs to beat all the time, and he has not lost two <laughs> since being the starting quarterback of the 49ers. They've won six in a row against Sean McVay's team. And, again, in all those stories about trading for Trey Lance and all those stories about Matthew Stafford coming to L.A., the storyline was the fact that Kyle Shanahan was grinding tape on Matthew Stafford just as the Rams went and got that trade done with Detroit before the Niners did. So plan A in this year where they were thinking of moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo was Stafford. And then they had to go to plan B, which wound up being Trey Lance. And who's the guy that Jimmy Garoppolo beat? Matthew Stafford. This is the Rich Eisen Show.